Shut up and sit down. You know, I can't really be, believe you bitches are surprised. Um, so 
I have all these people in my chat room on the channel, and I can watch. And I'm, I'm seeing them. Yes, I post. It's, it's still on my site, Senna. I cannot believe you haven't read my Ronan Keller. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. So anyway, there I have all these people in my chat room. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, it's going to sound crazy, and I'm so I'm not sorry. Um, it's going to be crazy. So I'm uh, on race bait, and I posted my first story in what might have been on race bait, and I had a a poor experience. I'm just going to leave it at that because I could bitch for a whole hour on why that was a poor experience, but I won't. I will refrain for the moment. I'm not bitch on it later. I'll, I'll write down my book, potential topics by, uh, on which I can bitch on in the future if this turns out not to be a disaster. So fanfiction.net was entirely too... Um, I don't know, restrictive for me, and race bait wasn't an option. And I'm like, well, fuck this. I'll just make my own site. I know how to do it, so I did. And um, that resulted in a situation where I was kind of by myself. <coughs> Sorry about the coughing. I do have a cold, so if there's a little bit of coughing here and there. You're just going to have to deal with it. I thought my cough was over, so I scheduled my first radio show because I hadn't coughed all fucking day. And then I get ready, and I do my schedule, and I get, and I start coughing. It's like I got the black death. I don't even know. Not literally. I don't literally have the plague. No one calls the CDC. Um, I uh, I was alone there for a while, and then all of a sudden, I started getting these hits. And I went from a couple hundred visitors a week to a couple thousand a day, and then it was twenty or 30,000 a day, and it was so weird and it was so scary and I was like oh my god where are all these people coming from and I averaged between I don't know god like 300,000 visitors a week months months I'm already over a million visitors for the year for the year 2014 and it's it's March 9th that's ridiculous Um, but I love all you guys I love that you come to see me. I love that you comment. I love that you read. It's just, it's really awesome. It's really awesome to um, be a part of fandom and to interact with people and to go and go into my chat room. And I do, I do go into my chat room, and I am in there. And it's so weird when I'm in there and somebody is shocked that I'm actually in there. Really, I'm in there. I I own that shit. I'm gonna be in it. That's okay. That's okay, Tim. You can be my fangirl. I always wanted a boy fangirl. I don't know what I would do with you, but it would be dirty. (laughs) I think I should probably not watch the chat room because it's going to be bad for those who are listening to this in the podcast because they're not part of the experience, I guess. But anyway, there there are 57 people in my chat room right now, and they're being crazy. Um... And my, my chat room on my site is also always kind of busy. You can go in there at any time during the day, and there's going to be somebody there. Or if you're the first person there and you wait around a while, someone's going to join you. And then, you know, you can have a conversation. You can make a friend. You can share some porn. Because well, if Azura is in there, you're definitely getting some porn because that girl will post porn like nobody's business. And... um don't be offended, because I put a note at the top of my chat room that says there's going to be porn, um, and there will be porn. And if you're on my site and you get shocked by porn, you have no business being on my site. I- I'm serious. And don't visit my site at work. 
really. Because um, if you don't know how that works, if you're on a network at work, everything you visit is logged and recorded. So that means there's some IT guy in the basement somewhere who totally knows you read gay porn at work. And that's what I write. I write porn of all kinds. And I, uh, I have no shame. Um, and you shouldn't either, but, you know, sometimes reading porn at work could get you fired. I just want you to know. Just be prepared. Because if you're ever in an employment interview and you they ask you how, why you spent six hours on carolmarcus.com, you can you, you literally have no excuse because they're going to know it's porn because it's going to show up as porn. I'm banned in like six countries because my site has gay porn on it. I'm banned in China. I'm banned in Russia. Is that a surprise? I don't think it should be a surprise. Um, I'm banned... I think I'm banned in Singapore, or I was for a while. I'm banned in several Middle Eastern countries. All those Pakistans, I'm sorry if you're in one of those countries. I don't mean to be horrible. But if you banned me, fuck you. Fuck your whole country if you banned me. Because that just makes no sense. Because I'm awesome, and everybody should fucking read my stuff. I think if Putin read my stuff, he'd be in a better mood. He needs to get laid. I don't know what it would hurt. It couldn't possibly hurt anything. Sex, you does a body good. It really does. So me and fandom and why I'm in fandom is that I I find it actually very stressful leaving to to be in fandom and to listen to people and to read and <laughs> You bitches are horrible in the chat room. Okay. So fandom is like this big huge stress relief for me. So when I have a whole bunch on me and I have a whole whole bunch all this work and um and you know everything is like bills are here and the you know, crap is here and I have all this crap I have to do for my family. I can come home, I can turn my computer on, I can you know go to archive of our own and just really just dig into a fandom and, and read and and relax and, and be comfortable. Um, and it's just it's really awesome. It it's really awesome. And I I read for a long time. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was, you know, I was just reading and reading and reading, and I thought, you know what, There's, I'm missing something. I'm not getting something out of fandom. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm the one that should be providing it. Because if, if I'm not finding it and I need it, <coughs> maybe it's me. You know, maybe that's my thought. Um, maybe that's a part of fandom that, that's been left open for me in some weird cosmic way and so I I started writing and I wrote for a long time um I actually wrote a lot of fan fiction in college um the internet was very new then um I haunted Yahoo chat rooms that's dating me as well I'm not even sure if Yahoo still has chat rooms um but I never posted it um I've been writing since I was a very very young person um I finished my first book 13 or 14 I wrote, I wrote my first story when I was seven or eight, it was like six pages in one of those big notebooks you have when you're little that have like three lines for one word. Um, I used to sit at my kitchen table with my grandma and um, we would tell stories to her, um, me and Stan, and uh, just make up just the craziest shit. Oh, my God. It would be so crazy. And it, <laughs> and she encouraged it. She encouraged it, and she asked questions. And you know, if it was like there was, there were no limits um, on imagination in her house. And she, 
was really my inspiration in a lot of ways. And I came home from college with a degree in a um, in social science and um, in a social science. Um, and she was very ill, and I would visit her every day. And she still, even in the throes of dementia, still loved to tell me stories, and she loved to hear stories. And that's um, my foundation as a writer. Um, granted, I don't sit down with <laughs> the idea of writing porn to tell my grandma's story, but when I sit down to write um, that that mentality that she gave me, um, that, that, that she shaped in me to tell a story when I was a very small girl, four or five years old, is still with me. It's it's still with me to this day. So when I'm, whether I'm writing professional work or, or whether I'm writing fan fiction, I it, it's my goal to tell a story. So that that's what I do. I tell you guys stories, and I'm I'm really really gifted with some awesome readers who come to my site and they read my stuff and they like my stuff and they get my humor and that is so freaking rare and honestly did i really think i would have nothing to say really is that what i said earlier in the chat room earlier before the show began i was like i'm gonna get on the air and have nothing nothing to say and i have a lot to say so (laughs) so that's kind of a relief (laughs) Because I was worried. Um, fan fiction, it's its the focus that brings us all together, right? I mean, that's how we got here together, and, and that's how we are. Um, and when it comes to fandom and, you know, spreading out and reading all this, all these different stories with these characters that we all fell in love with, it's, um, it's crazy. It's crazy to be all, <clears throat> all together in this boat and, you know, shipping these characters that probably in reality have no business being together because honestly I don't think that in reality John and Rodney would survive each other. It, it would be bad, it, but it would be great bad. I mean, it would be great until it was bad and then it would be horrible and then bam, it would be over. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know what NSI is. I'm sure you mean CSI. Um, in the chat room, Lady Holder has just said, Fandom. I got into that because of Stargate in NSI Vegas. I'm pretty sure she meant CSI Vegas. Um, I have never read the fan anything. <laughs> I have never read anything in CSI um, in any of the shows because I don't know why. I just don't read certain fandoms. Let's get that off my chest while we're on that subject. I don't watch Teen Wolf because I think Scott's an asshole. So I don't actually read Teen Wolf. I um, will probably never read. Um, I've read a little bit of Teen Wolf, like I got, I got talked into it, but the, the, the fandom is basically a, this big, huge mystery to me. Not as much as Lord of the Rings. I have watched all the movies. I read all the books. And I still could not fucking tell you the names of all those dwarves. They're... A total mystery. The Hobbit Phantom is like this this black hole of I I, I can't even. Oh my God, the Hobbit. I, I love the movie. Um, I love the book. It's going to end badly. If that's a spoiler to you, fuck you. I cannot believe you haven't read the book. Really, fuck you. Um, 
I love Inception. I love Farscape. I would love to write for Inception. I would never, ever in a million years write for Farscape because I think Farscape is perfect. It was um, my favorite show. And when the last episode aired, we were told like a couple of weeks before the season finale that they were canceling our show. And it was so upsetting. I thought, well, okay. But then they didn't have time to give us a proper ending, right? So we go into this last episode of Farscape, and you know what they did. If you're a Farscape fan, you know what they did in that in that last moment of that episode. And I... <clears throat> I burst into tears. I was so upset. I was so upset. And it was just, I mean, I was inconsolable. My husband <laughs> patted me on the back for like a freaking half hour because I could not believe that was how they were going to end my show, right? And then we got to Peacekeeper Wars, and it was fucking awesome. I mean, it was just, it was everything that I wanted. It was everything that I needed um, for closure, and it was it was great. So I think Farscape is perfect. I could never write in Farscape. Um, one of the reasons why I watch, um, the, I, I write is because I feel like something's missing in canon. And for me, Farscape, there's nothing missing. Uh, there is nothing that I could add personally to to Farscape that that would make it better or, or more entertaining. I don't. Um, I love Babylon Five, but I don't write Babylon Five. There are a couple of reasons. One, canon is actually intimidating. Um, I think Babylon Five is a epic. An epic, awesome thing, but I literally could not write in that fandom because I'm very intimidated by the um, by how big the canon of Babylon Five is, and it's it's huge and it's um, encompassed. It I can't even explain it. If if you've never watched Babylon Five, what you need to know about Babylon Five is is that not only does each episode have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Each season has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the series itself, over the five seasons, has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It is literally the most awesomely created series I've ever seen on TV. It's like a big living book. And I have so much respect, so much respect for Babylon 5. And I could... um, I could never write it in. I would. I, I'd never want to, and it really. I find it very intimidating. Um, other fandoms. I don't watch Supernatural. I, I'm sorry for those of you who just went into instant grieving. I don't watch Supernatural, and let me tell you why. I don't watch Supernatural because I was actually exposed to the fandom of Supernatural before I even realized there was a show. <laughs> I found out about the Supernatural show because of their fandom. And there is too much incest in Supernatural. I don't read incest. I think it's disgusting. I, I'm sorry if it's your kink. Everybody's got one that they, but incest really grosses me out. I... I'm not sorry if you're offended, actually. I'm just not sorry at all. It's it's disgusting. So, fandoms. Um, I watch The Arrow sometimes, but mostly because my husband is addicted to The Arrow. Um, I think he has a man crush on the... I mean, you know, he's not going to admit that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he has a man crush on the league guy. Um, let's see. I Actually, I really enjoyed Almost Human. I think it's going to be canceled. It pisses me off. Um, 
Mostly my husband confines actually his uh, man crushes temp to football players because my husband is a huge football fan. Football. (coughs) (coughs) But, okay, so almost human. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed Intelligence this year. I don't think either one of them are going to be on TV next year and, and fuck all that and fuck all. I mean, just primetime TV is really starting to piss me off. I'm, I'm having a hard time um, adjusting to that because I look for TV for entertainment. But you know what? You, could, you just can't trust them because they will have like, what, five, six seasons of fucking Jersey Shore and we get one season of Firefly, really? Fuck you. Fuck you, network TV, because that makes no sense. And really? And really? Fox has no business with our sci-fi. And anybody who creates a sci-fi show and gives it to Fox needs to be punched in their whole face. They need to be punched literally in their whole entire fucking face. Because we know you cannot trust Fox with sci-fi. You can't even trust sci-fi channel with sci-fi. Of course, you can't really call them that anymore because they're S-Y-F-Y, which is more like Siffy, which makes me think of poodles. So there you go, Fifi. Let's just call the sci-fi channel from now on Fifi because that's what they are. They're not actually a sci-fi show channel anymore. That's ridiculous. They show wrestling. They show professional wrestling on what used to be the sci-fi channel. Can I tell you how horrible that is? Really? Because it's fucking horrible. It it makes me so mad. And I can't believe I've been talking for almost 30 minutes. Really? (laughs) And I was so worried. I really, I was so worried. And I can't imagine actually how I sound. So I I hope it's okay. I I hope I'm not um, sounding too much like a little girl. (coughs) But, okay, so fandoms. I... I love Inception, like I said. I love to read it. I definitely want to write it. I like Criminal Minds. I don't actually read in the fandom. And this is going to sound horrible, but um, Stargate is a very sophisticated fandom with some excellent writers. The writers are, there's so much talent in the Stargate fandom and in the Star Trek fandom as well. Um, Unfortunately, that talent doesn't always migrate into other fandoms, um, Criminal Minds, NCIS. There's a lot of immaturity in those fandoms. And I'm, I'm sorry. I really am genuinely sorry that um, if you're in those fandoms and you're writing those fandoms and you think I'm talking about you because I'm probably not, I'm, I can tell you I'm probably not talking about you because I actually don't read in the fandom. I read like two or three stories in Criminal Minds before I stopped and went, no, I just, I I can't read any more of this. Um, So I'm probably not talking about you if you write in that fandom. Um, So don't make any assumptions that I am because, honestly, I probably have not read your work. Um, I'm not someone who has a lot of patience for for bad writing, and so if the writing is bad, I'm I'm just not going to read it. But I can deal with typos and I can deal with bad punctuation because punctuation is not actually my strong suit either. In case you missed it, I'm a comma whore. Um, but what I cannot tolerate 
and what I will not tolerate is bad dialogue. And I will leave a story so fast. It is craziness. What I don't like about the NCIS, the NCIS the fandom is um, Dinozo being written like a girl. It's almost as bad as Blair being written like a girl with a dick in the Sentinel. Come on, people. Really? How many times, how many fucking times can Blair Sandberg burst into tears like a 13-year-old girl? Not even a grown-ass, badass woman, but a girl. A little girl. And it is so fucking irritating. Oh, my Thor. It, oh, oh, it makes me so mad. So that's me and fandom. I both love and hate fandom in the, 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 same, <laughs> the same way. I really genuinely love fandom, but there are parts of fandom that make me want to stab people in the face, <laughs> especially, and I've talked about this before on my live journal, and I've talked about it um, with Lady Holder. Um, but I, I will tell you this. I hate being called a big-name fan. I hate it. I think it's the stupidest thing on earth. And I, I, I cannot stand it when people um, treat fans, uh, some fans in fandom, like they're more important than others. I am not more important than anybody who reads my work or who posts on Rough Trade with me. I think it's so dumb. I, I really do. Um, it's part of... <coughs> <laughs> Senna says in the chat room, you must be a BNF since you talk to PQ like she is a normal person. Because I'm not actually a normal person, right? I'm, I'm not somebody who, you know, uh, right. No, that's just dumb. I'm a normal person. I, I, I pee. I eat. I can't do other things in the bathroom. I'm not going to talk about... I have sex with my husband sometimes, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, I go grocery shopping. Lady Hulver can attest to that. Um, I'm not actually um, just this person you see online. So if I don't upgrade, update the story that you want me to write, it's because I haven't got anything to fucking update because I'm not a goddamn robot. I'm actually just a person. Um, and that's weird, right? It's, is that weird to you? I'm, I'm sure it probably is. So big name fans, a BNF. It's just, it's so dumb. And what's worse are people who buy in to their own big name fan status. So <laughs> it's like meeting a really good looking man who knows they're good looking and acts like it. And all you want to do is stab them in the face. Because then they stop being attractive, don't they? They start being really ugly, and that's what that is. It's ugly. It's ugly to assume you're better than someone else um, because people know your name more than they know others. It's um, ugly to assume that you're better because people think you write really well or um, you have a lot of people on your site. There's There are a lot of people on my site. That is, that, that's, not, that's not as... That's just dumb. That's just stupid. And don't let anybody make you feel like you're insignificant. I mean that. I'm talking to you. I see you in the chat room. Don't don't let anybody do that to you because fuck them. 
and fuck all that. And they can kiss my ass, and you can tell them I said that. You can tell them I said to kiss my ass because there's nothing, there is nothing worse than someone who puts on airs and who assumes that they're awesome. <sighs> can we not discuss that? Can we, okay, in the chat room, they're discussing that on my fucking page on fan lore, I am labeled a misogynist. So let's talk about Let's talk about that. Let's talk about my misogyny. Um, I was labeled a misogynist by someone on a comment on SGA Story Finders. And this is what happened. Somebody asked about, someone listed, um, either someone asked for Sentinel crossovers or someone was literally looking for (coughs) my series, Sentinel of Atlantis, and in the just out of nowhere, in the midst of nothing, this person comments on this thread that they had read the first three or four pages of the first story in Tangled Destinies, and that I was a misogynist, and they didn't know if that translated into all of my work, or if just Tangled Destinies was misogynistic. So... I get on my live journal and I bitch about this. So I didn't, I didn't comment to the person because fuck that and fuck them too. I just got on my live journal and did some bitching about it. And then it ended up on my fan lore page and it stuck there. I'm, I've been labeled a misogynist. But when you write slash fiction, um, being labeled a misogynist is actually one of the things that's going to happen to you. Because there, there, there are factors, factions. There are factions in fandom. Um, and some of them have no ability whatsoever to meet in the middle. There are people who read and write het, and there are people who read and write slash. And if you write slash um, and you make a woman a bad guy in one of your stories, you're a misogynist, right? Because women aren't capable, apparently, of being the bad guy. I think that being the bad guy, um, anybody can be the bad guy. I, I, I think it's kind of, I don't know, stupid to cast women only in roles where they're good because that implies, you know, it's just it's dumb. It's just dumb. I'm not a misogynist, um, and fuck anybody who thinks that. that that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, characters I hate, since they're mentioning this in the chat room. I hate Jenny Weasley. I do. I, I think she's a self-insert, and she's a dumb self-insert at that. Um, I just hate her. Um, I hate Jennifer Keller in, in Stargate. That should actually be pretty apparent to anybody who actually reads my work. I can't stand her. Just can't fucking stand her at all. Um, there are... Uh, that, that's pretty much it. I I don't like Ron Weasley in, in Harry Potter. I... Huh. I don't think I don't like in um, Stargate. I actually... People are going to lose it. I'm sorry in advance. Literally, I... I'm, I'm sort of sorry. Um, I don't like Daniel Jackson. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I mean, I can write him in a way that um, I can write him in a way that's, that I, that I can deal with him. But as a rule, I I really don't like Daniel Jackson, and it could be because I'm not actually fond of Michael Shanks. So sometimes when I write Daniel, um, I write him with James Spader in my head. I, I, I do like James Spader, Spader, um, Spader, Spider, Spader, um, but I don't like Michael Shanks, and um, there's that. I uh, 
I can I can like or dislike Sam Carter on the story based on the story wherever I'm going. I like the original Elizabeth in Stargate Atlantis more than I like um, Tori's version. Tori was very motherly, and I don't really I didn't appreciate that. I mean, it was it really it really um, took away from her character that maternal vibe they gave her, and I'm not sure if that was the writers or if that was the actress herself. But I don't I didn't appreciate. Elizabeth um, in Stargate Atlantis, as much as I appreciate the Elizabeth we met in Stargate SG-1. Um, and I forget who played her. If someone could put that up in the chat room, I'd really appreciate it. Ugh, I forget her name. It's actually, I actually cast her in St. Elizabeth Atlantis to play my Elizabeth because I could not imagine Tori, thank you, writing in CT, um, I couldn't imagine Tori as a Sentinel, but I had no problems imagining Jessica Steen as a sentinel because she was a badass. Um, and she's a badass in everything you see her in. She was in um, NCIS, and it was awesome. I really like Jessica Steen. I don't know why they replaced her. I think she would have given the um, the show a, a really sharp edge, and it would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> they could have waited on her. Um, in the chat room, they're saying that she was pregnant, and that's why she wasn't given... Um, the series role, and that's just unfortunate because I think she would have been a much better Elizabeth for us. Um, but I'm, but I'm glad she had her baby and she was thrilled with that. That's great. Um, <clears throat> what I would, uh, Jesus, I've been talking this long. It's like 23 minutes, and I say Jesus, and I don't actually mean that in a way that implies that I'm in any way religious because I'm not. If you don't, if you aren't aware, I'm an atheist. Um, um, I'm not going to bitch about religion on the show. Let's talk about writing sex. Let's talk about writing sex. I wrote when I was younger I wrote sex like um like you might read in a Harlequin, you know, flowers were blooming and things thrusting and penises sounded more like weapons than actual body parts. Um and that's just dumb. And I, I had this moment when um God it must have been like 10 years ago, and I was writing a sex scene, and I couldn't think of a word to call the cock that didn't sound stupid. So I said cock. <laughs> it was like this this floodgate broke open, and suddenly I had no problem saying um, cock or pussy or cunt. I actually prefer the word cunt to pussy. Um, I like both. I'm not afraid to use both. I can own them when I write them. I like cock. I like dick. I don't particularly like Peter. That's a terrible word. <laughs> it's a terrible word for <laughs> Peter. <laughs> That's so immature that I'm laughing about that. But I just I'm not fond of the word Peter when it comes to um I don't prick is an insult. It's um it's it's terrible, prick. It um, it's something men would say. It's it's definitely something men would say. I was actually reading on Live Journal how this gay, this gay man was talking about the um the sex written in um in Slash that's written by women and that we get the gay sex wrong, and maybe we do. Um, I'm not a gay man. I've never had gay sex. I couldn't actually tell you uh, what gay sex is actually like, but I'll tell you why I write the sex the way I write it. I write it the way I write it because I think that's sexy. And um, my first audience is me. My first, um, so I make me happy first, and, and you guys come second. Um, 
So, so there you go. I hope you were aware of that already. I um, apparently there isn't a whole lot of preparation in in real gay sex. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I coughed. It was bad. I hope I covered up most of that. Um, there isn't a lot of preparation in real gay sex, apparently. Um, I didn't know that. Um, I've had anal sex, and I assure you, um, gay men, if you're listening, um, and, and your partner isn't preparing you, stretching you out, and you know, doing some fingering, you're, you're, you're being done wrong. I've never, I mean, I've, I've had anal sex with more than one man, and I was prepared thoroughly for that. It, it happened. There was, there was stuff. There was fingers and lubrication, and it did not hurt. It didn't hurt, and neither one of them had particularly small dicks. So if you're having anal sex and it hurts, your top is an asshole. I'm sorry. He's an asshole, and you need a better one. You need a better man. Um, <clears throat> that's just my opinion. Like I said, I don't have gay sex because I'm not, in fact, a gay man. I've been accused of, of being a man. I've been accused of being a gay man, but I'm not either. <clears throat> I'm a terribly southern girl, so that's what it boils down to. I do, um, when, I, when I write sex, um, the prep part, as Senna pointed out in the chat room, is, is prep. It, the prep is foreplay for me. It, it, it's part of the care. And when I write two men having sex or I write a man and a woman having sex, honestly, I don't care um, going into it if it's two men or two women or a man and a woman, I literally could not give a shit what I'm writing when it comes to that. Um, the only time it's important to me is when I'm figuring out where tab A is going to go in the slot B or C. Because if there's no slot B, then obviously it's going to be C. <laughs> you know, I don't actually give a shit otherwise. I know a lot of writers say they only write slash or they only write het or they only read slash and they only read het. I don't have that problem at all. I don't actually care um, what the characters are because that's not what I write about. I prefer to write about love and, and romance and, and intimacy. And if they're two men or two women or a man and a woman or two men and a woman or three men, I, you know, honestly, if there's love there, nothing else matters. And nothing else should matter. It, it really shouldn't matter. So if you're on my site and, and you're reading my stuff and you're upset because I'm writing Harry and Hermione instead of Harry and Draco, don't tell me because I'm going to have nothing polite to say about it. I'm not going to have anything polite to say it because really my, my first response to that is when I get an email complaining about that, my first response is, well, fuck you. Because fuck you, really? You know, you don't actually... I don't actually care if if my work gets read or not. I appreciate it when it does. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate um, the minions. And there's actually a story behind that. I don't call my readers minions because I – it's not arrogant. It's actually – it's a joke. Um, <clears throat> but I'll say that in a minute. So I don't really care what the characters are going into it. it. It only matters what organs they have sexually when they're getting off. Otherwise, I I literally do not care because it, it's not about that for me. It's about um, it's about love and intimacy and um, creating relationships with p- two people, whether or three people, 
as the case may be. And even in ties that bind, which is um, very um, dirty, and it's very, um, <laughs> it's very dirty. It's very dirty. But in, in the end, ties that bind really isn't about all the sex that takes place in it, and it's not really even about the BDSM. It's about um, it's about love and sacrifice and um, creating um, a um, a situation where people's wants and needs are met in a way that creates um, connections and thank you, Marcus, connections and uh, just this overall this this beautiful thing when, when when two people come together and they genuinely get each other and they meet each other's needs and. In, in such a way that it's, that it's natural and beautiful. It, that's what ties that that bond means to me. It's um, it's just it's amazing, and, I, and that's what that's my goal with with, with any story. That um, is well, us. It's one of those stories where I just write a bunch of sex and close it, and done, bam. Um, <clears throat> I think that's why that really um, my favorite story on the site is uh emotional clockwork because you have John and and Rodney who are coming together and they have all this friendship and they uh have all I mean, just years of friendship and sacrifice and um being in love with each other but no one knew it you know they they didn't know it and when they finally do come together it's just it's amazing really it's it's just this awesome um connection of, of two people and it doesn't matter that they're both men i mean you know one of them could have been a woman it, it, it really didn't matter to me um that they were two men and, and it shouldn't matter for the whole world it, it shouldn't matter it really shouldn't matter if you're gay or you're straight or you're bi um when, when, when two people love each other that should be the most important part it really should there should be nothing else more important as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, one, one thing about emotional clockwork that I think people maybe don't get is that the clock, that John's watch in that, um, in that story is a metaphor for his heart. Uh, I don't know if, you, if, if anybody caught that. Um, <laughs> every once in a while I actually put some real craft into um, my, my work um, and I don't know I mean, sometimes I feel like that, okay, um, you you came to read the sex, but did you get the part where I did that? Because that would be awesome if you got that. And, and it happened, and emotional clockwork especially was was that it created this, um, you know, John's watch re- represented his heart because John was heartbroken when the story began, and so his watch was broken. Um, and he... Throughout the ser- you know, throughout that whole story, he puts himself back together, and he puts this watch back together too, because he's gone from being heartbroken over the assumption that he's going to lose Rodney to actually, in the end, getting Rodney. Um, and they, it, I don't know. That's just that's just what I did, and so. When someone catches that and they point it out to me in an email, that's really gratifying as as a writer. When I get an email from somebody saying, you know what, I really enjoyed this part and I I noticed this and that was awesome. And I think, well, thank you because I know you come for the sex, but it's really great if you um, 
if you notice the other parts do. <laughs> because I I don't mind being known for porn. I I really don't. But um, I'm I'm also a writer, and, and it's more than porn. And um, I t- I take a great deal of pride in my in my craft. So when someone notices that, it's great. It's it's really great. Um, and I've got about 11 minutes to go. And I wow, I ran out of notes. I actually had notes for this, so I would have stuff to say. I <coughs> and I'm out of notes. But I think I did really well for my first show. I'm 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 11 minutes out, and I talked the whole time, really. And um, did you just call me a nerd, Lady Holder? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> I, the the chat room has a lot of potential to be distracting during this, and I want to apologize um, if you're listening to the podcast once again and you have no fucking idea what's going on because you're not actually listening to the chat room while you're not watching the chat room while I'm talking. And um, so, okay, one of you bitches give me something else to talk about. I've got 11 minutes. i got 11 minutes to talk and nothing else to talk about. I, um, I'm talking about criminal minds. I'm talking about criminal minds. I am co- I'm coming up on um, the criminal minds art for Ties That Bind. And, oh, the minion joke. I will tell you what's a minion joke. Okay, Criminal Minds, Ties That Bind, I am really looking forward to delving into um, the, the Criminal Minds with, with Aaron and um, Spencer. And it's mostly because, and this is going to sound really terrible, and I don't mean it to be, but Stargate's premise actually got in the way of, of my storytelling for Ties That Bind because I couldn't actually excuse away John's responsibilities. Um, and... I can ride around the casework and criminal minds, and it will be great. But the race, and it was really hard to to ride around the war for Stargate. So it kind of put a wrench in my works when it comes to ties that bind, because I, I felt like it couldn't all be about their relationship. So with so with criminal minds, I can you know I can have a lot of fun with that. I can. Um, uh, Really open up their relationship and explore it in a way that I couldn't have done with um, with Stargate because um, of the outer plot that that takes place. Because I because re- you really can't write Stargate, especially unless you write an AU where they're on Earth. And I, sometimes I wish I had done that with Ties That Bind, but I didn't, so it's too late. Um, when you write Stargate and they're on Atlantis and they're in Pegasus, you really can't not write about the race and you really can't, and you really can't ignore the war and the things that are going on because if you do it looks stupid so <clears throat> in that respect i'm really looking forward to criminal minds now the minion thing this is what happened i got this terribly long-winded email and i didn't mean long-winded but like if, if i had printed it out it would have been 10 pages long it was ridiculous and mostly it was this person complaining about me and how horrible i am <clears throat> and how I'm so horrible that she actually created this anonymous email to send me this email telling me how horrible I am because she was afraid of me. And um, she couldn't use <coughs> her real name or her real fandom ID or her real email because if she did, I would sick my minions on her. 
And I was like, I don't even have minions. And so I'm bitching about it on my journal about not having minions, and then suddenly I had a whole bunch of minions. And that's why the readers on my site are called minions. And it's not some arrogant vanity thing. It's just me poking fun at this woman who bitched at me about a whole bunch of things. It mostly missed me being a really fucking horrible person. And I don't even know what I did to her, but if she's listening, if you're listening, fuck you, lady, because I don't even know. I don't even know what I did to you, and I couldn't honestly give a shit. And if I did know your name, I would totally fucking stick my minions on you, because fuck you, really. Just fuck you in your eye. Um, it... It's really, it's really stupid. It's, it's like you know. Sometimes people hate me in fandom, and I've never had any interaction with them. I've, I've actually had moments where people have assumed that I was talking about them when I had no fucking idea who they were. I literally had no idea who this woman was or how I offended her. I don't actually read my friend list on Live Journal, so I'm not stalking you, bitches. I'm really not. I only have friends on LiveJournal so people can read my fucking website. And I have some things that are friends only because people are assholes. That's what that boils down to. I don't actually pay attention to you, just in general. On Facebook, sometimes I like your posts. Sometimes I don't even read your posts. I have a lot of Facebook friends, too. My wall is really big and stupid. And if you don't tag me, I'm probably not going to see it. Just, you know, for the most part, I'm not stalking you. I'm not stalking any of you. And if you're on my life... If you're on my friends list on Live Journal, nine times out of ten, I'm not reading your, your your Live Journal. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm totally not sorry. I don't actually read your Live Journal. <laughs> I really don't. Um, the only Live Journal I read on Live Journal is Dancing with Gary. So there, if you're Dancing with Gary, I'm stalking you. Otherwise, I'm totally not stalking you because I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Um, and there was this one girl who hated me and thought I was stalking her. I literally had no idea who she was. People <clears throat> build up this whole this whole mythology around other people on the Internet, and they assume, and it's so arrogant. It's so arrogant for you to assume I give a shit what you think or do. It, it really is, because I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I honestly don't care. I really, I mean, it would be, I would have to work to care. I No, I just don't. And I've got five minutes to go. Huh. Five minutes. What to talk about for five minutes? <laughs> Spartans. I am a huge fan of the Halo game. And I um, have this AU where I'm going to write John as a Spartan. I uh, I love the idea of it. I, I, I love Halo. I have all the games. I play all the games. I still play the first Halo, like like I played it when it was the only Halo. I play, um, my, my favorite Halo game is Reach. I love the, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece of storytelling, and it's amazing, and I cried when I finished it, and um, I'm hardcore Halo fan. Um, I like uh, first-person shooters as a rule on Xbox. I like, uh, but I also love Laura Croft, so I have that. <laughs> I think that, um, when it comes to uh, gaming, that I'm, I'm, uh, I have not checked out Titanfall. Senna, I'm sorry, I'm horrible, but I will if you'll send me a link. Not on Facebook, because I probably won't read it. Just send it to my, send it to my Gmail. I, um, <clears throat> I want to uh, 
does my husband read any of my work? Sybil would like to know. No, he does not. He does not actually read my professional work or my fan fiction. He just no. Um, no. <laughs> I don't. I think that um, it actually creates a really good divide because if he read something of mine and didn't like it, I would take it very personally. I mean, I would. It would be like almost like a deal breaker because it's. Um, it's one thing if somebody I don't know hates my work, fuck that and fuck them, I don't care. But if someone I, I know and love hates my work or doesn't like my work, I feel like it's a very personal rejection, you know. That's why it's never a good idea to let your family read your work for um, feedback because it will make you hate them. Like, wow, it will make you hate them so much. Um, <clears throat> my minions do make my husband uncomfortable. Um, in my regular chat room, they often post pictures that will make him run screaming from the room um, in only the way that pregnant Batman can. <laughs> but it's just, you know, that's that's fandom and that's fan fiction and that's me. And um, I do try to keep my fandom life separate from my real life and not because I'm embarrassed by fandom, but because fandom is mine and I don't want to share it and I'm kind of stingy. Um, and um, I don't really want my husband involved in all that stuff because, I don't know, I just don't. I just don't want him involved because this is my stuff, and like I said, I'm stingy um, as a rule. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally stingy. And, <coughs> oh, so, I, I'm out of shit to say. <laughs> it's been weird talking and having nobody to talk back to because normally when I'm rambling like this, lady holders on the other end of the phone rambling back at me and you know we can ramble for hours or sometimes and this is literally the dumbest thing to do we will sit and say nothing to each other on the phone i'll be on my phone she'll be on hers and we'll just be on the internet doing things we normally do when we're alone on the phone with each other silent so that's what we do and it's crazy and um i uh that's my life that's that's fandom that's how i spend my fandom evening i will go around archive of our own and read and then I write and then I write some more and then I get on Twitter and I get on my live journal and I do some bitching and that's what I do and I'm really looking forward to this whole radio thing we got going on here and maybe it'll be great and maybe it won't and I'm going to listen to this after I get finished and if I sound terrible and very much like a child I'm going to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound like a little girl. So, anyways, you have an awesome evening, and I will talk to you guys later. Shut up and sit down.